And welcome to Rain City Supercars. I'm Nick. I'm Dan. We're coming at you live from Drivers Club. In Quarantined. Quarantined, Quarantined inside Drivers, Drivers Club. Club. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're brought to you by Avance, Haggerty, Carter Subaru, and Rainier Beer. Well, it's been an interesting. Uh, what's I don't know what the phrase that escalated quickly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that escalated quickly is about right. Things actually. have changed in the world, uh, depending on what you think or what you're doing, and. Wow. Um, yeah, this might get a little interesting here. I don't know if we'll be recording from here next week or what our plan going forward is. I mean, we'll have episodes. We can yeah. record from our house if we need to. That's no big deal. We can record remotely. But, uh, yeah, we will do with whatever they want us to do. It's uh, it's kind of interesting. I, I Yeah, it's it's gotten interesting. I'm just going to say that. We're going to keep all... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I feel personal opinions out of it, and uh, I feel yeah. for our friends in the restaurant industry most of all right now. Like there, I really there's do a lot of uh, hourly. I'm, I'm, we are fortunate to have our own lines of work and salary, and I'm still working from home, with which for me isn't that much of a stretch. But man, there's a lot of people impacted by this. That uh, we're with you. I mean, I've been shopping local as much as I can anyway. Just luckily, <laughs> it works pretty well with my diet to know where I can go. And a lot of places I go are small businesses. But yeah, uh, a lot of good restaurants are takeout right now. You, they're not closed. Uh, so keep that in mind. Skip the drive through get some actual food and go to the local businesses. Yeah, takeout. I mean, and all of your favorite drive throughs are open. But I, I think the most thing that I'd like to say is, you know, this, this, we will come out of this. It's, it's, you oh, know, yeah. the, 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 the stock market will survive. The world will survive. This is a virus. We've hit viruses before. This is, the flu is a virus. So we're going to be okay. You know, take your elderly loved ones and put them in a closet and take good care of yes, them. But other than exactly. that, you know, I think yeah. uh, us youngins should be able to uh, get through this. So. Yeah, exactly. Drink your water. You know what the biggest thing I laugh about, and I shouldn't be laughing, but the fact that if they're, they're really pushing this wash your hand stuff. Like, okay, I've always been a big hand. So I was into that before it was I, cool. I was like, yeah, that's what you, you used to say. Like, <laughs> it's like, come on, guys. <laughs> let's, let's, let's just, you know, let's do what we're supposed to be doing here. Standard so. precautionary measures. Yeah. Uh, not the tip of the day, but say one good one, though, is I am using the glove at the gas pump. That's the one little paranoid thing I'm doing now more than anything is I carry gloves with me. I always, I always carry gloves with me in case I come to the scene of an accident. And that's the old security person in me. You usually but, uh, have that Elmo puppet, though. Yeah. Oh, that's different. different. Oh, different. okay. That's different. <laughs> different. That's a, that's for dealing for different things. Wow. That's I'm never gonna look at Helmo the same. Okay. Great. Super. Oh. No, but uh, <laughs> not a paid sponsorship. But I did I did look today before I even think about this because I was thinking about this as the tip of the day. But it's not really one. Uh, Amex gloves. You know the guys. The gloves I have. Um, yeah. That I always use. They're still on Amazon. They're still Prime. You can get them same day for like eighteen bucks for a box. So. Good stuff. Keep it in your car. You should always have gloves in your car. You will always use them at some point in your life. Things break. Exactly. Things break. Like I said, you, worst case scenario, you come to the scene of an accident. You want that bioprotection. That's good stuff. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm going to actually do an, a real not unrelated Carter Subaru tip of the week. Okay. So for this week, I started looking into something. I have it coded out in the Porsche because it drives me nuts personally. But uh, start-stop systems in cars. I really wanted to know, like, how effective are these? Is this a big deal? Should we be using these? Is it hard on my car? Is it hard on my starter? That's that's the one question I right. always have. Is like, yeah. are you going to go through starters faster? That was the yeah. main thing. Okay, yeah. If you're running an old school, and I and I do mean old school. I don't mean new. I mean like an old school 350 Chev standard starter on the bottom and get it at 25 bucks at O'Reilly or whatever. Yes, that that would not work. That is not the way things are. Uh, cars with start start stop systems though use. Uh, way more robust starter and they don't engage the same way. So no, that's the first thing I found out through okay. extensive testing. No, you will not in fact wear out your starter with a start stop system. Um, and then I was like, well, how effective is it for one? Like sh if I don't have one, am I better off in an old vehicle turning off my car? 
only in only in cases only if you know if it's going to start again. Yeah, only, <laughs> like if you have it, like I said, if you have an old older car and an older V8, they're really not designed to do that. Which is to say that they're not as efficient across the board. So yeah, uh, you will burn more gas idling. Let's get into that real quick. Okay, so how long can a car idle before it's better to turn it off uh, with a start-stop system? So this is only applicable to cars with the systems built in. It was way less than I thought. And I did look at the testing. There's tons of stuff for this online. It's actually um, ASE actually did this testing for us. So this is not some YouTuber saying this is what it is. It's actually from ASE. Seven to 10 seconds. That's all it is. Anything more than, and seven seconds is if you have a small four cylinder, 10 seconds is if you have all the way up to a new V8. But after 10 seconds, it's better to just turn your car off if you have a start stop system. And that's how they work. They're really only designed to work in heavy traffic anyway. But if you're idling for more than 10 seconds in a newer car with an equipped start stop systems, it actually is better to turn the car off, which I was way shorter than I thought. I thought it would be like 10 minutes. Wow. But it takes, get this, uh, 1.2 to 6 milliliters of fuel to start your car in a modern vehicle uh, now with a start stop system. Like they take almost no fuel at all. If you think of like an old, you know, Ford or Chevy V8 that's carbureted, just dumping the fuel. gas yeah. with the choke and all that. Yeah. It takes a ton of fuel. And it's taken years for us to get over the thinking that we're using so much fuel by uh, by starting the car. We're not. We're barely using a few drops. I mean, I never even thought about it that way. But yeah, that's less than a shot. Uh, to start, far less. Oh well, now I understand yeah. the exact amount you're talking about. Um, and then to the the real facts. So, what is the fuel economy impact of this during city driving? Minimum of four to eight point seven. Minimum four to eight point seven percent better fuel economy overall in city driving. So obviously, and that's how they, how they did that was actually pretty simple and pretty effective. They took a bunch of cars, they drove them around the same route, okay. <laughs> the one with start, stop in front, the one without it in back, and they just drove around the city for hours and hours and hours until they ran out of fuel. And they did this for many, many cars, and they averaged a minimum of 4% and a high of 8.7% fuel savings. So yeah, it's actually a pretty good system. Interesting. Uh, that said, it still drives me nuts, and you can defeat it in just about any car by switching it into sport mode or hitting the button. Or if you have a friend, it, turn, or it turns itself back it on though. You can code it out on a lot of cars. Um, if you know an Audi tech or you know somebody with a, a Porsche tools, so there's specific you know tools to plug into the OED two ports. You can actually code that out so it doesn't come back on or it's off by default. Or if you're a real man and have a stick, it doesn't exist. Yep. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's true. Yeah. So anyway, that's uh, start-stop systems, uh, and so to cover, again, it's not harder on the starter if you have a car with a start-stop system equipped. That's hard to say quickly. Yeah, three times fast. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, that is your Carter Subaru tip of the week. Yeah. It's clean, it's Purell, it's right to you. That's right. So. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, as you know, Dan and I uh, actively like to talk about people in the community, and um, I like to highlight people that... Um, kind of go in and out of their out of their way to kind of help people and they do it honestly and they do it ab above above board and um, as I've been building my Subaru Crosstrek uh, and you know going through multiple configurations of what I want um, with the with everything inside outside roof racks things like that I stumbled across a business in Bellevue called Rack and Road and if you if you live in Bellevue you know Rack and Road hundred I mean, times, 100 times. Yeah. it's behind the AMP there right as you cross the freeway. Um, and um, they have been nothing but kind and nice to me and helped me and in opportunities with especially somebody like me who knows they want something and I don't like to wait. Um, many opportunities to sell me something I don't need and <laughs> <laughs> gladly charge me, but that has never happened. So today's guest is Jamie Mayfield, and he is the uh, general manager of Rack and Road here in Bellevue. So we'd like to welcome to Rain City Supercars, Super Jamie. 
Welcome to the show. How are Danny? you? Thank you. Like, thank you. Thanks for coming in. And thank you for all the work you've done on my car and, and the you've put up with me being there and, and calling you every week and asking if my parts are in and not screaming and trying to hang up the phone on me. That's what we do best. <laughs> so I appreciate it. I'm glad to have, uh, to have you as a customer, and I'm looking forward to continuing to continue to outfit Absolutely. Super, so. Yeah, we're not done yet. We're I not know. done yet. We've we got, we got, we got a few other do. ideas we're working on. Uh, it takes a lot of trial and error to find the right rack, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It does. You know, it's what it's <laughs> You're killing me. You're both on the right one. You're good to go. Yeah. Uh, right. There you go. I didn't. I'm going to keep going. <laughs> Why is it you're the being the honorary one? <laughs> Jamie, um, you are no stranger to the automotive world. Like, uh, tell us a little bit about you, like where you came from. Like, because I know there's a, you have a little bit of past with uh, local Ferrari of Seattle as well, don't you? I do. Yeah. Uh, when uh, started, uh, so a little bit about me, uh, right out of high school, uh, in early 90s, I was one of the youngest service, uh, well, a lot of tenant moved to service advisor for a local dealership, uh, ran by a uh, Maria Smith, who was a very, very, she's the big reason of who and what I am today. Um, Her philosophy was uh, build customers for life. And I've held that value uh, close to my heart uh, with everything that I do in the auto industry. And uh, most of my background is with the Jeep, uh, Chrysler Jeep I was going to say, family. she's town and country Chrysler Jeep, right? That was yep. Maria Smith? Yeah. That was okay. back in the day, uh, right? And it actually <laughs> I knew, I knew was... you'd know that it was, the, uh, it, yeah. it was adjacent to my high school, uh, my alma mater, Shorewood High School. Uh, Shorewood Thunderbirds. So yeah. I jumped right by... Uh, <laughs> pretty much jumped over the fence and went wow. right to work, so... You're so um, kind today, Dan. Yeah. But yeah, so then uh, a relocation uh, took me to Colorado for several years, and... Continued my automotive background with that, and then when I moved back home, I was uh, fortunate to meet the Perina family and join the forces with them and worked for them for a little while, and uh, times change. The auto industry can definitely pull you in a million different directions. And Times change, huh? Good thing we're not in the middle of that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, so those that have been in the auto industry know kind of what I'm talking about with that, but um, I was very blessed. I got to live every kid's fantasy, uh, going and working on just in the the Italian cars. Sure. Uh, you, you don't get that opportunity brought to you often. So. Roberto and Tino are, are friends of the show, and they're good people in Prairie Seattle. Obviously, my parents were customers of theirs, and so yep. we, 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 we think very highly of them there. Absolutely. So, yeah. So uh, times have changed. I just I finally got to the point where uh, I just uh, kind of got burned out, I guess I'll, I'll wholeheartedly admit, that uh, all the years in the, behind the counter uh, in the service drive takes its toll, and... I've always been a rack nut. Uh, there's not a vehicle that I've ever <laughs> not owned. Uh, before I had an opportunity to work for Rack and Road, I was kind of sheet metal screws and figuring out ways to throw my snowboards on the top of my Scirocco back in the day and head yeah. up to the mountains. And Dan's an old Scirocco owner. Oh, yeah. yeah. So uh, I'm a big Volkswagen fanatic, and it's, it's what uh, I think I finally found my passion and something that I can call home uh, to retire in, hopefully. So, yeah, uh, I've been uh, originally started over at the Seattle location, uh, the corner of 80th and Aurora there. We've got another location in Seattle, and uh, I've always had a passion for the Bellevue store. I just really love the layout and the, the footprint of that store and knowing that uh, it has a lot of room to grow. Yeah. So I took that store over February of last year, and... We haven't uh, looked back since. It's been... It's hopping. It's, I mean, if anything, it's hard to get in there because there's, there's all kinds of people in there. It's yeah. just... Yeah. Um, and if you guys don't know, they, I mean, they do everything that you can imagine, not only from selling every product you can imagine, but install as well. They, Absolutely. I mean, so everything, bike racks, roof racks, 
I mean, you guys do rooftop tents and stuff like that too? We do. Yeah. Uh, we The Bellevue location has kind of become one of the premier rooftop tent uh, facilities in the Northwest. Uh, we carry four very high-end brands and anywhere from a very entry-level $1,000 all the way up to a $4,000 tent with a king-size bed in it. So. Oh, yeah, I know. That's, I'm like, like, that sounds ooh, nice. Comfortable. Yeah, not sleep on the ground. Yeah, but Rack yeah. and Road's got, what, seven locations, Utah, Cal- two. Yep, seven locations. Uh, we, we've got uh, the majority of our stores are in California. Uh, we've got uh, a location in Utah and then the two in the Pacific Northwest, Seattle and, and Bellevue. Are so. they privately owned or is it a... Is it a- this one person on everything so originally they started back in 87 uh the bowers uh started as actually a window tinting uh they were actually started off as a window tinting uh, company local in uh redwood city california and uh they were getting a lot of customers back then there weren't a lot of there weren't were no rack shops rei was around and uh, what created rack and road was the the bowers were getting uh, customers that would ask them they'd purchase roof racks and ask them if they could install it while they were getting their windows tinted okay then the limitations came down got real strict with how dark you can tint your car windows in california and next phase went into no more window tinting and it became sports rack and sports rack uh, eventually they felt that there was going to be a good market in the northwest and uh, brought a location up into the Northwest uh, several years ago. I believe it was 89. Uh, they brought the store up in our Seattle location. So we've been there quite a while, uh, going on many years there. And Hey, we're, we're an outdoor people here. And I mean, and, and a lot of people don't know this. And when I say it, but the fact that Yakima Racks started in Yakima. They did. <laughs> They're no longer there, unfortunately. But I mean, that's, that's local. I remember getting Yakima Racks, my parents, I should say, for our 1985 535 BMW for like the bars and the, you know they're the trough racks and they were hard to get and we got them at REI because yeah. that was the only place you could get them at the time Absolutely. and in fact uh, we, were, we were laughing Jamie came in today he's a little late he said uh, he said yeah because of everything going on REI next to us shut down so everybody kind of came to us today <laughs> so it's, it's been um, a busy day yeah it's been a busy day well, Utah was a good choice as well. I mean, with Moab in your backyard, that's like very much central. so. Um, our Utah store, yes, uh, they the they are very fortunate to be kind of a the single the only game in the show over there, and having Moab very close to them. Yes, they've got a lot of and a, some very good manufacturers as well that supply a lot of products that feeds that store and what that location needs. And there are a lot of ski resorts over there too, so. The initial hitches, base racks, uh, roof racks, they get the great support of that. But then moving into the Overland type systems, they really have that market cornered as well. So Yeah, and that's booming still. They, I like to say they, they chase us as far as uh, being the rooftop tent. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay, leader. well. Um, it's a close one, yeah. but we'll see. Yeah, okay. Well, I want to take a little break. When I want to come, come back, I want to talk about something that actually happened to me personally that you helped me through as far as not knowing really what my roof rack could take and uh, overweighting it and not knowing it. So Absolutely. we'll be right back after this. We spend an average of 8 hours and 41 minutes a day facing screens. Laptops, smartphones, tablets, even digital refrigerators. But what are we really connected to? Isn't it time you connected to something greater? Sometimes the best way to connect is to disconnect. This moment of escape was created by Haggerty. For people who love cars. And we're back. 
Look at us. Yeah. Here we are. Still surviving. Still alive. Nobody <laughs> killed us. <laughs> Nothing has killed us. Yeah. Nobody's coughing yet. Nobody's coughing. <laughs> By the way, that's a really good way to get up. If, if the line's too long at Costco, just <coughs> people just move right out of the way. It's weird. <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> I know. <it's> <laughs> or you get escorted out real quickly. Yeah. You know, there's one thing. The bad thing about Costco is there's no samples right now. I know, which I understand, but it's like <laughs> no samples and all the buffets are closed everywhere. Right? I'll tell you, salad bar. Oh, and and yeah, all the all the food oh the humanity, all the humanity, <laughs> <laughs> dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. Okay, well, before with the break, I wanted to talk about something that a lot of people don't know, and something that even kind of got past me, and you can kind of exceed without knowing. So. On a lot of cars, especially, and I'm going to be talking Subarus and things like that, you have you have your roof bars, and, and you have the, the, the diagonal bars and the, the horizontal bars. And the, the diagonal bars have a weight limit to them that the, that the, the car company dictates. Absolutely. Like my stock Subaru bars, I think the weight limit was like 120 pounds or something like that. Usually 120 to 135. Yeah. And I was having a bunch of problems because I had a, a really nice Yakima basket on there, and I had my I had my spare tire up there, and a bunch of other stuff. And <laughs> the bars were starting to bow. And uh, I went into that was one of the initial times I came in to see you, and I'm and you're like, let me go out and look at it. And you walked out, and you went, yeah, you've overexceeded the bars. And I'm like, what? I've only got a, I've only got the the basket up there and the wheel. And I'm like, and I'm start adding up in my head. I'm like, oh yeah, we're way over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is no fault to Subaru. That's I mean, yeah, it was oh, it was bouncing like you wouldn't believe. So, I mean, and there are, there are compromises, but the roof system, if you can kind of talk about it and the fact that these cars are rated because of, I mean, these things are bolted to the top of your roof, but there's only so much you can take, correct? Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Um, most of the factory crossbars are going to be a composite style bar, which your Subaru at that, uh, when you got it, did have a composite bar. And there's a lot of deflection to those bars. So they they have a light uh, load rating of usually about at 120 to 135 uh, on the weight load and you really have to be careful with that it's very easy for any subaru crosstrek outback owner to purchase a new vehicle come and see us utilize the factory crossbars if you wanted to pick, uh, particularly pick up a cargo box now the cargo box will take 165 pounds for the load rating does not mean green light go let's put 165 pounds into the cargo box the bars themselves will eventually start to fatigue and sag and if you do push that envelope you do run the risk of the bars potentially uh, letting go and then you can have a catastrophic situation but if i have a roof box and, and my weight limit is 135 pounds that that I have to take the weight of the roof box out of there and then only put in what's left, correct? Yeah, you have to factor in the weight of the cargo box and then the components that you're going to put inside of it. So everything has to be really factored uh, as a whole. And, and a lot of people don't realize that. Um, and that's where we come into play. We do our best to educate the customer as much as we can. And, uh, and we will sometimes ask almost too many questions. Uh, some people will look at it as, well, why do you need to know that? And I've uh, been in there when you've, when you've been doing that, and people are like, why do I need to know that? And you're like, I'm going to get there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, the, it's the ultimate finding out the true underlying, what is your ultimate end goal, and what am I going to do to safely get you there? Because sure. anybody can just go, and we see, I see it a lot, anybody can just take a factory roof rack system, whether it be an Explorer, a Subaru, and throw uh, lumber up on there and create a little box and start filling it up. But you have to understand the limitations. Yeah. Um, so I will say that like a, the, a lot of the uh, Mercedes, Audi, BMW, Porsche, OEM bars that you can get for the dealer, 
Most of those are going to be engineered by Thule, um, and they use the a different foot. And they, I think even the Subaru has a, Subaru's got to deal with Thule. Mm-hmm. They, they do a ton of stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so it's a it's a Thule backed engineered bar. Uh, once you get into the aluminum extruded bars, uh, that definitely gets you into a higher weight rating. But the way that the main tower is set up, it's not built and engineered specifically by Thule. So there are those limitations that it you sometimes is best to come see the pros i had uh, my 2005 subaru i had the the crossbars and those actually screwed into the roof like there was the system they, they were tooly based but yep. they, they screwed into the roof with this ungodly weird tool that would keep stripping and it had a weird screw it was just it was a pain in the butt but when it was on there it was really strong yeah. <laughs> but it it was tough but i mean dan and i see a lot of in fact we've got some friends of ours that and everybody thinks oh roof racks those go on passenger cars and those go on you know overlanding cars and things like that but we're starting to see a real trend in the exotic car world of people that are putting roof boxes on, roof racks. We've got a really good friend, some friends of ours who have done uh, the Gumball 3000, and they that's where they carry their extra spare tire with their Porsche is on their roof. Sure. Yeah, so, I have a 911 Turbo S with a roof rack absolutely. with a spare tire on the roof. I need one of those, too, because I need a place to put my longboards. They don't fit inside the car very well. Yeah, <laughs> so, we can get you set up. Yeah. So. <clears throat> I mean, so that there, it's not just over, it's not just all, all, people going to the mall, people going to Costco, going off-road or over landing it, these this really applies to all cars absolutely and i mean there are it, the the market has become so versatile not only with the baskets but like we're seeing a lot of things now i'm, I'm starting to see these bicycle mounts that are suction cup like especially with oh, some of the sucker racks sea sucker racks and things like yeah. that and i always look at that and i go oh, that just looks dangerous to me yeah i know yeah that's terrifying to me yeah. like I, I know how strong those things are but <sighs> yeah so that's where and i get calls on this on those quite often I, in my particular store, I won't carry that product. I won't say anything negative about it, but it is, it is a system that, as a consumer, you have to understand there's a lot of maintenance that goes along with that. I, say, I don't you, trust the people to put it in, install it right. Like, I, I yeah. think the system You're can the person do it. installing it. Yeah, that's just <laughs> yeah. it. Like, I feel like I could do it. But I'm pointing to Dan. I'm terrified Jamie. of somebody <laughs> who's like, you know, they're, they're, the surface isn't clean, so the suction cups aren't adhering. Right. Or they've got crap on their glass, a bunch of Rain-X, so, you know, it's not going to adhere to that either. Not nearly as well, anyway. It will, but, I mean... Suction cups are strong and all that, and I'm sure if you do everything right to the letter, they're probably okay. I just don't trust the consumer. It's a whole lot better to trust somebody bolting something on than it is to be like, I agree. Here, here's a suction cup. I agree, <laughs> and that is the one reason why I just I won't bring that product in. I, I, I have a lot of strong belief on it. I see people picking up incredible slabs of granite with those suction cups and yeah. the window cleaners. I mean, they'll, 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 they'll risk their life 50 stories up, yeah. and they're using suction cups to do that, so... I guess the the technology is there, but it falls back in 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 my perspective is I'm I'm concerned that they the maintenance won't apply and that can fall back onto me and so I, what we provide I never have to really worry about that. So. Yeah, and I mean you and like and I have utilize this too your guys's install is incredible and they do such a meticulous job I appreciate mean, that i'm not a person that likes other people to touch my car neither is dan but <laughs> i was like i knew it was in good hands there yeah you got so. a beefy roof rack on that thing now i do and that's and that's thanks to these guys i mean there's a little there was a little bit of fomo i'm not gonna lie that's what led me to that and <laughs> i mean and jamie did a very good job of kind of talking me off the ledge because 
you know, uh, you know, having something I didn't need. And we're still, one of the things we're working on right now is, um, so the, the, if you don't know, I, I have the, it's lock and load, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, Yakima, new lock, new and, lock load. and load platform. That came out of Australia, out of the over- overlanding. That doesn't community. surprise me at all. Yeah. <laughs> and it, Yakima has a, has a big uh, division over there, but they brought it over here and it's very versatile. And, you know, uh, and a lot of the Subaru community, um, they have like the, what is it called? The pre, um, I just forgot the name. What's the name of your rack? Prinsu. Prinsu. Prinsu racks, which you have to like bolt into your roof. And they're gorgeous. But, yeah. you know, I wanted to be different than everybody else. Uh, I had a, yeah, I had a custom descent off road rack on yeah. my Land Cruiser. And that thing was like, if you wanted to mount another Land Cruiser on top of your Land Cruiser, <laughs> you could use that. Um, yeah. little overkill. <laughs> but, the, but the lock and load, um, they, they're used to being on the top of, you know, Land Cruisers and things like that in Australia. And I've, I've seen one other one in all of Bellevue. It was on the top of a van. But... They don't make a fairing for it. And so Jamie and I right now, well, Jamie, I should say, is doing, no, I'm not doing anything. I'm going, hey, I'd like a fairing. My, my, my mileage is sucking. Not because of the rack, just because my car's a, a moving brick. <laughs> when you look at it. <laughs> well, so and you lifted it. So. Well, I know. I'm, you lifted it, too. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, you add the, yeah. the tires. Oh, no, 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 no. The, it's not the rack's fault. Yeah, I'm, the, I'm, the added dragon it's and opera, the rack. It's, opera, <laughs> it's operator stupidity more than anything. So uh, for all that off-roading I do around Bellevue. Uh, but... <laughs> Um, curbs fear you. It curbs fear. Yeah, there's no curb I can't go over with enough speed. <laughs> All of 158 horsepower I have, or whatever it is. So, huh? Hashtag yeah, hashtag yeah. mall rated. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that's one of the things that that I, I wanted to kind of emphasize on this. These guys are really good at coming up with solutions. We 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 think we've come up with a solution for a fairing. Um, Yakima's famous for their fairings on everything, but they don't make one for this yet. And it's because it's a newer platform to this to this area. And so Jamie's actually helping me to come up with a fairing idea that we've got. Uh, think of a company out of Colorado, right? Uh, yeah, Colorado Fair. Fairing is one that we're looking into. Um, the other one, I'm I'm one that you bring me your toughest challenge, and I'll figure out a solution. So I'm I I know we can get you a Colorado Fairing option. Um, I am currently working on kind of my own personal it's a combination of different pieces and parts so <laughs> i i'm pretty sure i have a good idea they're, they're, nailed for you my point is there it, it, jamie's really good at this and he's grinning well i mean and he's been grinning ever since i gave him the challenge like this is what i want to do oh i think i can do that we could just do this and this this give me give me a couple of weeks I'm, I'm gonna get this done Absolutely. so it's been it's been a lot of fun kind of working with them and i can and i can drop my car off and walk home it's really close to my house that's so. true yeah <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, you'd, I'm sure you, with the right amount of brackets and a little bit of fabrication and a Dremel, you could probably get a lot done with that. Thing. Yeah, Absolutely. but it's done right. But um, as far as products you guys, people you work with, obviously Yakima is a big one. Mm-hmm. Thule's a big one. Thule. Uh, Rhino Racks, uh, they are another great company out there. Front Runner. Uh, Inno is another good company that we carry. Uh, we carry, for the majority, you're going to see the higher-end uh, companies that are out there, well-known. Uh, great, reputable, and the warranty. Yeah. Uh, everybody that we it. carries, most everybody carries a lifetime warranty. Yep. And I, I got to say, hands down, Thule, I mean, you can have, I've had customers go up skiing. It was a really, really cold day. Lock cylinder froze, broke, key broke off into it. 10, 15-year-old cargo box, and Thule will just replace it. So um, every situation is going to be a little bit different, but 
they that's the beauty of the products that we provide is and you have keys in stock i think i read something oh, yeah, i did absolutely. some research it was like if you guys don't have yeah, the key, if we don't free. have the key in stock it's free um, so go. yeah if anybody ever loses just so we're key, clear they have it all happens keys in stock. Uh, <laughs> we don't cut them on site yeah. so it's not a i'm gonna run back real quick and cut a key just so i don't have to give you a free key yeah. uh, but we generally have every key in stock between Thule, uh for Thule and yakima we're gonna always have every key available and you'd be surprised how many people lose their keys? Skiing, uh, boating, jet skiing. Uh, <laughs> that happens. So Yeah. Yep. So tell me more about, uh, well, tell me about one of your more interesting projects you've done. I'm just curious what, if you got a few that jumped to mind that you're like. He's got this, but lives in Bellevue. He's got a cross trek. And, uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I would say uh, some of my biggest challenges have been the sprinter build outs. Um, the sprinters mm-hmm. are re- have really taken kind of the RV lifestyle and thrown it out the window and given the consumer a blank canvas to build to suit how they want it. Yeah. Uh, the biggest challenge is, as we know, the Sprinter barn doors are pretty big. Uh, there's a couple companies that we carry that makes uh, swing away bike racks that is a platform style that will swing fully away, articulate from the doors and allow you to open the doors fully with no issues on with bikes loaded. Uh, but the biggest challenge I think is they, they put the, these bigger cargo pods on the back, and then they need to figure out a way. They don't want to throw a cargo box on the roof because the Sprinter's already 10 feet up in <laughs> the air, yeah. and they can't go anywhere. So I've got pretty creative with some swinging uh, platforms. There's a, Almost everybody now makes just a swing base that one can take either a hitch basket or even a 1980s uh, bike rack and now convert it into a swing style. So I've created, I've, I've utilized a lot of platform, hitch-mounted platforms uh, that carries cargo and adapted a set of crossbars to those, mount a cargo box onto the back, and now I've, it's amazing. And, and those customers just walk out here going, You've, you solved every solution I yeah. could have ever needed. I can throw my ski. I don't want my skis in my sprinter. I don't want to have to climb up on the roof to load my skis up top. So... We'll, our store and any of our rack and road stores really will get as creative as possible to make sure that we're going to outfit you safely and get you outdoors. That's our goal is getting you outdoors. Cool. So uh, that's been a lot in the platforms. It's or just any type of a roof build. I get a lot of people and that's where I'll, I'll, I'll sit down with the customer and say, what is your ultimate end goal? Let's take baby steps. Let's start with the base rack. Let's go this route because now you can add the light bar on to the side if you want. You can put the awning on the back if you want. Why is everybody you, looking at me? You don't have to do it all right out of the gate. Because you haven't but, put an Airbnb awning on the side of your Subaru yet. Yeah, I'm the only guy that hasn't, I think, in some of our friends. I mean. So those are the fun ones. Um, and I always welcome a challenge. I uh, Even on our sto- on my star product uh, store page front, <clears> one of my part of my little uh, – uh, about me is this the the Bellevue Rack and Road store. If there's a will, there's a way. Um, and and they got a some guy way. named Will, so yeah. that's, that's the way they do Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So well, will, a, will is the way. Yeah. So. <laughs> I just need a way to mount two electric skateboards with all terrain wheels on the top of my Porsche. Oh, yeah. Like, oh yeah. that can be done. Oh, I know. What what I what's interesting to me, and I'm starting to see this. I know it's it's happening, but Yakima is most prevalent. Are these new tow behind trailers that basically are just a cage for holding a tent or or kayaks and things like? They're getting these little tow behinds now, yep, and absolutely. that it seems to start. I don't know. Is Tuli doing that yet? 
So that's a, that's a great question. So Thule and Yakima years ago have both actually have a trailer. Thule no longer supplies it, but Thule in the early 80s, they actually had an all-aluminum, very small 4x6 tow-behind trailer. Aluminum side panels, three-foot walls, uh, great little trailer. Yakima always had what they call the rack and roll. Um, and that trailer was designed, it's, a, it's an amazing little all-aluminum trailer that was designed to carry kayaks, yeah. uh, really long kayaks. The tongue can be uh, retracted so that it's practically, no, no, has hardly any footprint. You can stand that trailer vertical and roll it into your garage. It has casters on the bottom. Uh, it'll hold a 17-foot really cool kayak. Thing, yeah. So it's super lightweight uh, with nothing on it, towing it down the interstate. It gets a little bouncy and squirrely. Yeah. Uh, but their newest trailer is the Easy Rider. That's the one I'm talking about. And that one is a great trailer. It's a dual-level trailer. Uh, the tongue actually has a quick-release pin, so you can retract the, the tongue so it's not sticking out and won't take up a lot of space. But you have two tiers. And... Yes, a lot of people are coming in, going with the Easy Rider trailer. It was kind of, it's great to care, transport Hobies. Uh, the new Hobie Cats are a pretty hefty boat in its overall weight. <clears throat> and people are putting rooftop tents on the top of it. That's and what I'm saying. On the bottom. A lot of people are putting the rooftop tents on the back of them. Yep. I mean, it's not like those off-road, like Australian trailers. So this is, it looks like a little a little cage, but it, you can put stuff below it, and then you can put a tent up on top. How much is something yeah, like that weigh? What's the tongue weight on something like that? Uh, 30 pounds. They're really light. Oh, they're super light. I was going to say, that'd be the perfect little race day trailer because I think a set, oh, of, yeah. a set of four wheels, some fuel, and your, your track day gear with a small tool set. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that's yeah. perfect. It's and a you really cool and you can pull trailer. a sports car. Yeah. yeah. Which, yeah. If you've ever seen a sports car with a, t a trailer hitch, people laugh at this, but they're like, oh, that's so stupid. I'm like, no, dude, it's, that's actually for guys who do a lot of track days yeah. and don't want to break the trailer. If you're just going down for a lapping day or autocross, you don't need to trailer your car down. I see the internet jockeys are just like, you know, do it this way. I'm like, no, dude, just bring, all you need is a set of tires to swap in and out. Yeah. Get, a, get a little trailer like that. Put a basket yeah. or a platform on the underside. Put all your spare tires and your toolboxes down there. Take the other top form of it. Put a platform like Nick put on his Subaru and yeah. you got yeah. endless possibilities. And it keeps people off your ass when you're driving at the track. If you got a trailer hitch back there, nobody's going to want to rear you. <laughs> right. <laughs> you got a ball and hitch back. Like, what the? I kind of pictured the trailer going on the track. And no, oh, sorry. I didn't mean that. I mean, that'll keep people off your ass too, but I'm talking about, you know, just having that, that ball back there so it's always fun to see a sports car with a trailer hitch i agree Absolutely. i agree do you, guys do, do you guys see that a lot coming in there oh i put more hitches on teslas than you can imagine oh. it's amazing well i mean the only yeah, thing i good. won't do is i won't wire a tesla we <laughs> yeah, i did a, I, I did have a customer come in last year and was adamant that i install the wiring on his tesla now yes i know it can be done i'm not gonna create a whole he doesn't yeah. know what he's talking about. Uh, I will leave that up to the the, 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 the folks that want to try that. But when I reached out to some of my contacts at Tesla and said, what are your thoughts on this? They said, Jamie, that warranty is 100% void if you even think about it. <laughs> yeah. And he was adamant. He said, I don't care what Tesla says. Let's, I want you to try to wire it. Well, when parking lights and parking brakes and trunk starts opening for no unknown reason, that's when I had to step back and say, okay, this is one where. <laughs> yeah, no. The car's uh, telling me something. Go, yeah, yeah. yeah, sure. yeah so yeah, sure. there's a lot of integrated Christine systems. is slowly coming out of this <laughs> Tesla. So, <laughs> no, but yeah, it's, and, and, and those, we, the primary use is going to be for transporting bikes, yeah. I would say. Um, so a lot of people, it's, a lot of people come in, even on Thule's website, they make a beautiful combination where 
um, a vertical mast uh, mast bike rack, you can put what they call the tram on it. So now you have an upright bike rack, and you can mount your skis onto the back of your Tesla. And that's on Thule's website. You'll actually see a Tesla Model 3 uh, with the bike rack on the back and the ski rack, and then they're heading up to the mountains. So uh, yeah. I heard great stories. A lot of people take their Teslas up to the ski resorts, and yep. they get great traction. So. Yeah, no, they do really well. All the weight's really down low. They have a yeah. great all-wheel drive system, as long, and you can charge up there now. So, I mean. Oh, cool. I did yeah. not know that. What so. could go wrong with an electric car in snow? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> How could that go wrong? <laughs> Tell you. They're getting better. No, I know. I know. Good old Elon. The more he smokes, the better things get. So. <laughs> hey, with, the, with the, the cyber truck, things will change even more. Can you imagine sure. the trailer that's going to come behind that thing? Yeah, we, you know, it's coming. The Rivian coming up too now. Yeah, I know. So, I mean, it's, it's a changing world. It's a changing world. So where do you see, I mean, where do you see the world of, of racks going? Like, what do you, what do you, I mean... Obviously, like, I, I remember the old days where if you didn't have gutters on your roof, you couldn't attach a rack, like, right. was, you know, or you get the C-clamp where you couldn't close your window. <laughs> There's, well, that's one of the things that sets us aside from the rest. Yeah, yes, you can, there are a lot of open box, uh, go in and purchase roof rack systems that if you're a little tech savvy, uh, and a little bit of time and a couple of beers, you could probably get it figured out. Um, <laughs> there are a lot of vehicles out there that do not have a roof rack system on them. And that's where the rack and road difference comes in. Uh, we take a lot of pride in what we call our custom tailored fit. Uh, uh, tracks are our most common uh, option that we lay down on what we call a naked roof. And that would be a vehicle that has no engineered clip system available or a fixed point in the roof line. Uh, we do have to drill through the roof, but we'd create a three layers of protection when we end up laying the tracks down. And there's a lot of benefits to that. So there's nothing realistically out there that can't have a rack system mount, mounted to it. Uh, it may get a little bit more costly uh, to go that route. But again, with a warranty for life, never have to worry about leaks, workmanship, defects. But it's done right. It's, it's done right. It's absolutely. definitely something you want to leave to the experts. Absolutely. Um, and I get a lot of people that will ask, well, well can, why can't I do it myself? Well, you can. You're going to have to go purchase <laughs> a couple hundred dollars to, yeah. worth of tools to properly. Yeah. And if you're comfortable drilling through your roof, and the minute I say drill through the roof, they're, oh, no problem. So where do I sign? Yeah, you, you just have to drop your, your headliner. That's really easy. Right. And you make drill holes through the roof and make sure that you, you got the, all the holes sealed up with silicone so they don't leak through. Uh-oh, do we have a leak? No, 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 of course. Not anymore. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, yeah. Three no, tubes of silicone later. Trevor actually installed his, his rack on himself, and he did a great job. So I was Beautiful. Just, but, you know, he's more... More, yeah, I don't only leak once. once. Yeah. Yeah. That's all it takes is once, yeah. <laughs> so, And uh, so another thing that I, I learned about Rack and Road, and I learned about this a little too late, is the fact that they do uh, trade-ins and trade-ups and the fact that they will you know, they, they'll, they'll buy old gear. Absolutely. In fact, that's how Jamie, when we when we had the crossbar issues, is he got me a pair of used Thule. Well, one of them was used, I think, uh, crossbars. I think my crossbars were, mm -hmm. yeah, were used. And the yep. fact that somebody, they, didn't, they sold their car. And so there's a really good assortment in there where you don't necessarily have to go out and buy new new parts which is kind of neat <laughs> and that is true because it's, i think the average is every four to five years most people are getting a different a new vehicle yeah. um, and there's there's a couple of different roof styles to understand there's a naked roof which means you have absolutely no option available up there you either have to do a clip in the indoor engineered system a raised rail uh, which your subaru currently has uh, meaning yeah. that i can slide my fingers underneath the rail and that is a great system. It's one of my personal favorite uh, types of system because it gives the consumer a lot of options. Um, an engineered clip system, they have to go in the position that 
Thule or Yakima or the manufacturer says they have to go in. There is no changing it. If yeah. you change it and the roof rack comes off, that's on you. That's poor um, Yeah. So there's, uh, you know, there are there are definitely some options out there. Uh, but yeah, there's all there's always, and that's just it. We'll we'll always looking forward to uh, take you know take customers' gear back. Uh, my Bellevue location, we get a lot of very pristine gear. Uh, some some of the gear, I even wonder if it w- made it back on the roof it after was the for initial looks, install. Let's be honest. So, there's a le- <laughs> um, <laughs> But we do. Uh, all yeah. of our locations, uh, we have a u- great inventory of used gear. Uh, yeah. So any, any even a little bit of a budget-minded consumer can g- come into any one of our stores and get outfitted at a v- pretty reasonably price. Do you guys do, I know I know Yakima's got a system, but it, this is becoming big in the Overland system, is these trucks that are doing the, the, the racks over the back, the bigger racks. That, you know, I know Yakima's got a system that bolts into the truck bed. Over the top of the bed. Over the top so of the like bed. So it's like cab height. Like oh, yeah. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. My truck has that. So yeah. I, I run the Yakima overhaul system. Yeah, so you guys do that called. stuff yep. too. Yeah. Um, so, the, yeah, the Yakima overhaul system, Thule's had a system that, uh, that exports which a lot of the contractors, just trucks uh, in general, have, have used for the longest time. Uh, Yakima, in late 2019, they came out of the gate swinging. They have really stepped up their game, uh, really hit the truck line, uh, their their platforms. Uh, I love my overhaul. I'm I'm kind of like, you know, for, from what it sounds like, it sounds like I'm very much like you. My rack's always up, it's down. I go, I'm flush to my cab, I'm below my cab. Uh, it depends on what I'm carrying. Yeah. Days that I have my tent up on there, I drop everything down as low as I can. Um, I run a basket system also flush on the rails. The beautiful thing about these all now is there's no drilling through your, your bed rails. Um, I've never been a big fan of drilling yeah. through my bed rails. That's just a, especially in Washington, it's just a, a, Holes a, bad, a yeah. Bad, yeah. bad way for rust to eventually yeah. start. So um, that's the beauty of it is most of them nowadays, a lot of the Toyotas have an integrated uh, bed rail system in them. Uh, so they will adhere, they will end up mounting via the bed rail system, or they'll use a very girthy C-type clamp system that goes under rail and makes it real nice interesting um, so i love my overhaul system i'm i'm rocking that i got my sidebars on it so my it sounds like it's tracks. adjustable in height it is yeah, yep okay, absolutely I didn't know that. Oh, uh, 19 cool. inches all the way down off the top of the bed rail and it'll raise up to 33 inches up. oh wow, so wow. That's quite, cool. quite a bit of that. adjustment okay. on there so and cool. then they've got two other ones they've got a um, the outpost which is just a standard 16 inches above the bed rail and then your bedrock uh or uh that's just a very flush. It's right over the top of the bed rail. And again, none of them non-permanent attachment. Uh, I can go out right now and in under five minutes, I can unscrew all four of my corners, lift my complete truck bars off and put them in storage if I don't want to use them. That's nice. So... What other stuff do you guys offer? I mean, it's, it's rack and road. What, what else would I send somebody your way for? Uh, well, we do trailer hitches. I mean, that's our biggest thing. I would say the, the, what started the rack and road families as a whole was hitches and roof racks. Um, but we do rooftop tents. Uh, there's everything from WeatherTech. We've got your interior uh, vehicle protection covered. Uh, anything really automotive accessory related, we do. Uh, we'll do some minor wiring, um, some... A little bit more sophisticated wiring, I'll recommend to the pros. I'll send that to either car toys or uh, the stereo shops that are going to be, you know, that know how to get in there and uh, wire in a backup camera to you know, a Mercedes or whatever type oh, of vehicles. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to get into that. Yeah, stuff, I just. Yeah. So, uh, but there's just about anything accessory related we have out there uh, trailers, uh, motorcycle trailers. Uh, Kendon trailers are one, probably one of my yeah, most favorite trailers. Kendon, yeah. I love those trailers. Um, 
built in the U.S. Uh, and uh, just a lot of different color schemes and options for them. Sold quite a few of those over the year from a single little bike hauler to a triple bike hauler. Um, and that's another trailer that, again, will stand up vertical. Yeah, I sold a lot of those back in the day in the motorcycle days. So, yeah. Um, yeah, those are handy. There's, a, there's really nothing that we don't do. So. Cool. Uh, short of like window tinting, I, I guess yeah. I got to be a little <laughs> short bit short of window tinting. <laughs> we don't yeah. do window tinting anymore. That sure. that got phased out in uh, in in the eighties. So. I've done that. You don't want to do it anymore. No. Um, <laughs> if somebody goes out and buys a rack from God forbid, not you, will you guys install it for you, you most, guys, definitely. most definitely? Most absolutely. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It, it's there are the, and that's where a lot of people will go and and I don't I don't fault anybody for going to no. buy. Sometimes you will definitely save a few bucks here and there and. I feel better when a customer comes and asks us to put it on there because we're going to educate them and give you a 100% full walkthrough. Make sure that before you leave, you understand if that has to come off and when would it come off. People ask me that all the time. If you frequent a lot of the touchless brushless car washes, oh yeah, yeah. your roof rack has to come off. Yeah. It's that simple. If there's any type of a imperfection or a tear in the chamois that do the so-called brushless touchless washing, and it catches your roof rack, it will take the roof rack off very fast. So we'll remind our listeners, win. don't do that. Yeah. Yes. That's a great so. way to destroy your car is well, a touchless, it, it just brushless bring, car wash. It brings up the point. There's a lot of people out here that believe, like, okay, I'm going to go to REI, and they're semi-knowledgeable, depending on, on the person you talk to, and they'll get you the right bars and things like that, and, they, and they'll give you the boxes, and they put you out in the parking lot, and they say, have a nice day. And it's like, uh... <laughs> And they, they did sell you the right product, but again, you take it home, you may not install it right, you may have put the towers, the front towers on the back, the back, you know, things go wrong. So or you get the Incredible Hulk with the breaker bar who rips the joint out of the roof. And, yep. Yep, seen that You'd happen. You'd be surprised. If you look at a at, at a, the newer style extruded, aluminum extruded bars, yeah. they're chunkier in the front and they taper thin towards the back. It's amazing how many people I see driving down the road with the thin, the thin side <laughs> forward and the fat side towards the back, well, thinking I mean, that yeah. that's going to have less Aerodynamic. Drag. Yeah, it's less uh, drag. Yeah. And the way that these bars are engineered, it, they have a little diffuser tab on the underside, and that's what, tra that's what knocks down that dirty air and yeah. makes, the, makes those bars super, super quiet. Uh, most vehicles now traditionally will not accept or welcome a what a lot of us grew up with, square bar, round bar. Uh, they'll be noisy. You go flying down the interstate yeah. at 70 miles an hour, you're going to hear that whistling, and yeah, on it'll, our, on it'll our drive you series, mad. So. We had the round bar, and we had three. We had two gutters for bikes, and then mm -hmm. I had a, a front wheel off, and then I had the fairing, which you, you, every, pla every place you stopped, you got a sticker, Absolutely. and you put it on the fairing on the yep. front so people knew where you had been. Yeah. Um, it, it, but I remember those round bars. Those oh, were, yeah. That was fun, yeah. So mm -hmm. um, let's take our second break, and we'll be right back. Perfect. Grandpa, what do you call this thing again? It's a 66 Ford Bronco. I think you got ripped off. Why is that, honey? It's got no Wi-Fi, no USB port, no Bluetooth. Exactly. I guess we'll just have to talk. Sometimes the best way to connect is to disconnect. Is that the window button? It's called a window crank. Cool. The faster I move it, the faster it goes down. This moment of escape was created by Haggerty. Being old is kind of cool, Grandpa. Works for me. For people who love cars. And we're back. Here we are. <laughs> it's so lonely. Still surviving. It's a very quiet evening here. We are at Driver's Club, but there's uh, obviously nobody here because we're keeping our safe social distance. Beautiful facility, by the way. It's yes, a great it place is, to quarantine it? yourself. I'll it tell is, you. yeah. Lots of, lots yeah, of things to drink. sitting up here. It looks like you got a great little right? uh, cabinet over there. I mean, yeah. Yes. Well stocked. You can be <laughs> well lubricated. Yes. <laughs> exactly. 
alcohol kills that virus, right? Well, they had slide of, our friends, our friend Trey at Slide of Hand Cellars in this week, and a whole lot of wine was delivered. Oh, so, I see. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. it's All a good time right. to be All here. Right. Um, yeah, so it's uh, it's kind of everything's kind of post- postponed right now. Yeah, we were talking about uh, Adam from Avance, of course, and Adam, if you've seen Adam's CTSB wagon, one badass car, absolutely, the car of seats, six-speed manual. Awesome rooftop box on the top. Rumbles yeah. at an idle. Yes, yeah. exactly. Well, awesome car. And then we've talked about how uh, you've done you guys, some work you for got, plenty of You guys of got boss. that box for him, did yeah. you? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Okay. yeah, so there's a good time. Yeah, he's there. running the NO660 wedge in beautiful black. <laughs> it matches the car really well. <laughs> nice does. job on matching the car, yeah, too. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it just goes to show, if, you, if you're if you curious, like if, Nick and I love to research stuff online, but as we've preached on this show many, many times before, there comes a time to ask an expert. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if I love to do my own research, but I'm still going to go ask the experts on what I need because, well, they do this for a living. I do this as a hobby. There's a big difference there, a huge Definitely. difference. And so when it comes to my little custom mounting solution I need, you can guess where I'm going to go for my Porsche. Mm-hmm. Um, as for Avance, to dive into those guys, uh, right now their events are postponed, and responsibly so. So the Learn How to Drive a Manual event this weekend is postponed, and as well as the Portland event, the Automotive Photography Tips and Tricks. So stay tuned. Obviously, we'll tell you as more develops, but uh, Adam's doing the socially responsible thing and postponing if, events. If you don't know how to drive a manual, you should be going to the, learn how to drive a manual. But if not, this is a wonderful time to learn to drive a manual because there's, there's not many people on the street. <laughs> that is true. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not negating his, uh, his uh, driving uh, course, but this is a wonderful time for that. So Yeah. So hopefully we will have more news about the events continuing, but uh, now is a great time. So. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. Um, I want to stop and talk about a good friend of, our, of the shows uh, is LeMay and America's Automotive Trust. Yeah. Um, I talked to Kristen today, and she asked me to pass this along that um, they are closing their doors today um, because of what's going on with the, the government. They have to. Yeah. They have to. Um, but the reason I wanted to give them a shout out, not only are they a friend of the show, but they have put all of their staff there on furlough, which means they will all have jobs when the, when the economy comes back. LeMay, being the great company that they are, will be there to help there. And I think this is a great example of what we need to do. Um, you know, Rain City Supercars um, really supports them for this. And we want to support as, uh, as much as, like Dan said earlier, we want to support the local communities. We want to help people. I know people, this is going to be tough on a lot of people. Yeah. So um, I wanted to, one, unfortunately say that LeMay has closed their doors. And I say that it's temporary. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they God. will be back. Um, but, you know, they're doing, they're really going, uh, above and beyond to really keep their staff when they do come back. Yeah. So. That, that said, That's also, uh, I know for a fact that I believe Exotic's opening days uh, delayed as well. But, we, you know, we've never really started on time with Exotics because of the weather. But, but in um, this case, yeah. In this case, it's definitely going to be delayed um, because we will be outside and would be more than, I think, what's the limit now? 50 or 10? 50. And I think it's going to drop to 10. It's going to drop to 10. So yeah, it dropped down to 10 today. Okay, there you go. It's tough. So, um, you know, we really uh, – I was talking with Dan earlier today, and we were kind of talking about this show and some other things. You know, now is a wonderful time to go out and support local businesses. If you've been yes. – if you, if you, and I know I'm sort of encouraging you to go out and spend money in a tough time, but now is the time to go to places like Rack and Road and figure out a rack system. I mean, support your local businesses. Like, um, if you if you know Dan and I or you, you're friends with Dan on Facebook, you saw a post he posted. We're really try- He's really trying to work on – getting local businesses you know the the big businesses of starbucks and things like that they're going to survive this but the mom and pop places really need your business and it's 
it takes a little bit more probably to go to there or you know it, most restaurants now are are takeout or or yeah drive you through. can call ahead i mean even uh even if you need uh liquor or other means of entertainment yeah even those guys are saying call yeah. in and they'll, they'll, they'll come they'll, out yeah they'll come out and hand stuff to you so. um but yeah, there's a ton of great local restaurants that are doing takeout. Most of them just just call ahead. I've been doing it all week. It's no problem. Great time to get pizza from your you know from your local pizza joint. Yeah. Also, uh, if you are unfortunately uh, not working and you need to kill some time, uh, it's a great time to go for a drive. Yeah, it's Definitely. it's safe. You're in your car. You, there's roads are pretty much empty. Where could they find a good route to go, Dan? They could possibly go to dancedrives.com. Oh, dancedrives.com. <laughs> I've heard about dancedrives.com. I've got a few local routes yeah. on there for yeah, you guys. Okay. Or a multi-day drive if you want. Uh, I guess to check the conditions because it's still cold out there. But uh, you can go to Rack and Road. You can get set up. You guys can get out. You can. It's cold, but it's clear right now. It's beautiful. Just get oh, some beautiful day this week. Yeah. Eddie Bauer's having a sale, I'm sure, because they always are in their <laughs> local too. And then you can get some cold, get, yeah. get some cold weather gear. Get your camping on, like. Do something different. Get out. Get away from the people. Enjoy it while you can. I mean, it's a known fact that coronavirus is not in the woods. So go to the woods. <laughs> well, a lot of people no. aren't. Okay. No, that's a good point, too. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I know this is a tough time for a lot of people. And I know it's a really tough time for people that are hourly or depend on tips or your small local business. And please, 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 folks, support your local businesses like this. Skip the drive throughs that are and your fast food. And tip well, and, too. Yeah. And tip those takeout orders. This is, I mean, yeah. I get it. Like, we don't normally tip on takeout. You should. Yeah. Uh, they need it right now. These people yeah. are depending on us, and we are very fortunate so. to live in an area where a lot of us are able to work from home due to the technology in the area. Uh, so let's not be stingy here. Yeah. Yeah, and we just, uh, just kind of sum it up. We're doing the best that we can. We're wiping down uh, uh, all of the point-of-sale machines. We've got wipe, uh, disinfectant wipes at every counter. Uh, wiping down the door handles, wiping down customer steering wheels before and after we get in and out of the vehicle to work on them. Um, and for those that don't want to visit the stores, we totally understand. Um, we are 100% available either via Skype, email. Uh, you can always email me. I'm Even if I'm not at work, I'm always available for questions. Uh, you know, uh, ask uh, just ask us anything. I mean, we're the pros. That's what we're here for. And uh, we are going to keep remain to keep our doors open unless things change. But we're doing everything we can to try to make the consumers feel as comfortable as possible. So please... Uh, definitely support your local stores uh, we really appreciate it uh, we feel we're doing the right thing and um, unless things change uh, we'll, we'll keep you posted but it's going to get better guys it it's, will it, there is an end to this i mean if you don't if you're not following it china's already rebounding i mean and so we're behind them but we're it's going to happen so yeah we'll get there eventually it's a great time to be kind and be patient yeah. a little extra patient especially yeah. delivery drivers and everything else we know everybody's kind of going to get the uh, cabin fever here <laughs> i get it and if you're wearing a mask and you're happy just tell people around you you're smiling they can't tell right. <laughs> <laughs> so jamie thank you so much no for taking problem. your time coming in i know pleasure. it was a hectic day you guys um oh. you know we i've talked about you guys on the show before but uh, oh dan you got one more thing yeah how do people get a hold of you directly what's your, if they you can get a hold of us at www.rackandroad.com um, you can always email me direct at bellevue.manager at rackandroad.com um, or pick up the phone 425-957-7225 is our bellevue location 206-528-8090 is our seattle location uh, Ned runs our Seattle store. He's been with the company for year, uh, years as, of, as myself. So, again, our ultimate goal is get you outdoors, get you outdoors safely, uh, make it as easy as we can to get you out and get the family just out there and 
build that relationship again. Okay. Um, so. Absolutely. Family and focused. Yeah, Absolutely. as usual, I will have all that contact information on the page. So follow us, uh, raincitysupercars.com, Rain City Supercars on Facebook. Instagram. Uh, Instagram. Rain City, yeah, Rain Rain City, City Supercars, Supercars LLC. LLC. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So you'll see all the links, uh, all the social links on our page. So please give us a follow. Give us a like. Let us know what you think. And uh, and if you heard about these guys from us, uh, when next time you stop in, they know me very well. So make sure you mention <laughs> Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely yeah. mention you heard us on the uh, Rain City Sports Cars uh, podcast. Or Supercars. Or yeah, that Supercars too. Yeah. Sport, uh, <laughs> podcast, uh, yeah. That we definitely track our ad sources. So yeah. um, everybody that uh, comes in, just make sure and mention uh, where you heard us. And we love to get you set up. So. All right. Cool. Thanks again. All Thank right. You. For Rain City Supercars, I'm Nick. I'm Dan. And don't just get there. Enjoy the drive. <laughs>